Now time for Chillin' with Quillin on ESPN Central Texas. It is time. Chillin' with Quillin. Curtis Quillin. Ready to roll on a Friday. And uh, Curtis, how are you doing this afternoon? All is right in the world, Matt. I am back at my normal time with you, and uh, you got to let me be the real Slim Shady coming into this. So can't complain at all. How are you, my man? Well, feeling okay, except for uh, this softball performance today. Bears come out. Uh, Yesterday on our show, Glenn Moore shared that um, it looked like Dari Orm was not going to be able to give them much at all, if anything. She did not go today. Casey West starts. Riley Crandall comes in. Bears lose to open that uh, regional 3-0 to Ole Miss. And uh, bummed about that, uh, Curtis, because, you know, you just hate to see them not be able to put their best foot forward in what they've worked toward all season. It's been an incredible season. But you get to the regional and you can't throw your ace. That is tough. And I, while they did great against Texas, um, you know, I, I, it's just a tough way to give up the two-run homer early and uh, never could get anything going, really had a chance in the sixth inning. But that's about the only time they made some noise in this game. In fact, that was the second hit of the game happened in the sixth inning. So a little bit bummed about that, Curtis, just to be completely honest with you. Yeah, and you've got every right to be, right? Like, this is a team that was so impressive against Texas, even without their ace, uh, that they gained a lot of confidence in Riley Crandall, who, isn't she a true freshman? And then they gained a lot of confidence in Casey West, who is mostly a third baseman, and maybe pitches a little bit in the midweek with Riley. Uh, That all changed after Aliyah Benford went down. Uh, Dariana Orm has, you know, we, we we can be adults, right? Like, there's some sort of arm injury there. Uh, her velocity was dropping. That's why they held her out of the Texas series. That's why she only threw, what, two-thirds of an inning against Iowa State in the Big 12 tournament. That's why she didn't throw today. And so, you know, now their backs are against the wall to bring out the cliche. You know, you're playing for your season tomorrow. And so, you, when your pitching staff only gets two strikeouts against a team that you're pretty confident against, you know, things didn't go very well. When you get held to three hits and you're an offensive first team, you know, things are not going well. And so, yeah, that game today, I'm sure I'm sure nobody is more frustrated about it than Glenn Moore. Um, you could argue that that RBI triple there in the fifth was just a misplayed ball in left field, too. And so, you know, not a lot to be excited about after that game. Uh, but it's also why these regionals are double elimination and not single. Yeah, that's right, and uh, not not out yet. Just not the way you wanna you wanna start. Now, I love getting your perspective on uh, some of this, uh, and, and we'll see how they bounce back. I mean, I, it's going to be uh, interesting because they have uh, faced some adversity this year. Maybe they'll bounce back and be okay. Now, which of these high school stories, and well, they play great baseball and softball in Central Texas, as you have learned since being here coming from South Texas like you did. Um, China Spring uh, surges uh, uh, past uh, Gatesville to win the regional battle. I saw the Rockwell uh, the Rockwell Heath, uh, which has got a great baseball program, by the way, uh, got uh, midway in that game one. And then West uh, 
uh, has a game tonight at 7 o'clock out at Midway to try to finish off Lorena. West has had it roll in a little bit and a very, very potent team. Which of these stories? I wanted to bring some of these up and let you go whichever direction you wanted to go. So, I mean, obviously the story is Crawford softball just dominant. Again, 24 to nothing combined route of Collinsville in a regional semifinal. When you look on the baseball side of the field, to me, the story is West. This is, I think, the best West Trojans team that we've seen since they won those back-to-back state championships in 2015 and 2016, which I believe featured a pitcher who, if I'm not mistaken, pitched in Omaha with Auburn. Am I am I right? I'm trying to remember his name. He went to MCC and then pivoted yeah. from MCC to, to Auburn and then wound up in Omaha with, with the Tigers. And so... That was a really good West team. I think this is the best West Trojans team since I got to Central Texas, and I got here right after they won that state championship, like a couple months later. And so um, this that West team is impressive. I'll be at their game tonight against Lorena. They're at, uh, at Midway High School. Um, you know, and as long as the weather cooperates tonight, I'm excited to see that because this Lorena team kind of picked things up after it. Uh, it got beat pretty well, pretty good by Troy uh, a couple weeks ago at home. I want to say it was senior night. It was late in the regular season. Um, and since then, Lorena's just been playing really, really good baseball. Um, I'm curious of what, what happens in this game tonight with Lorena playing for its season and, um, you know, a West team looking to prove a point, get to the regional semifinal and take another step toward, get, uh, toward a return to Round Rock. Now, Curtis, what have you been finding out about some of these football programs as you've talked to people and made your way around? Um, you know, K-Ron over at uh, – uh, new coach over at university uh, had, a, had a great visit with him recently uh, on the air. But I'm just kind of curious as we got a lot of interesting storylines starting to unfold. Some of these uh, teams do their spring football differently. In fact, I'm attending – a red-white game tonight, um, a, uh, a spring uh, Class 6A football game. Going to be making my way up to the Metroplex for that. What is, um, what, what's kind of jumping out at you, though, as you've kind of looked around at some of these local football programs? Not only the new coaches, but some of the coaches, you know, some of the teams that have new quarterbacks, new skill positions. Uh, what stood out to you? Um, what stood out to me is – how they're building with the loss of star power. Like you've got a lot of schools that are coming off historic seasons. Like let's take Harker Heights, for example, right? Like last right. year, let's be honest, that team was built around Rayshon Sanford on offense and Diabry Hood on defense. That's a running back and a defensive back. They were the two best players on the field um, for, for wearing a Harker Heights uniform. Well, this year, I know that Mark Humble is extremely excited about Dylan Plague. And so this is, that this is a Harker Heights team that is going to be built around the quarterback. Um, and he has said, you know, Humble told us that he's always going to build his offense around around the quarterback. I mean, the guy set how many records passing in the Colleen Kangaroo uniform. He did the same thing at SMU. Uh, and he's been an offensive guy his entire coaching career. And so I'm curious to see what Harker Heights looks like when it centers its offense on Dylan Plake and not a running back who can just break for 65 yards at a time um, like it has the past three years. Because remember, Sanford was uh, a, an electric running back as a sophomore in 2022. And so the 
other than that, some of the biggest stories that I'm curious about is, you know, Shane Anderson lost some pretty pretty good assistant coaches to head coaching gigs. Uh, I'd say he uh, I'd say he recovered about as well as he possibly could from losing yeah. an offensive coordinator like Tommy Allison and bringing in former Tulsa and Temple High quarterback uh, Chad President to be the new OC there in Hewitt. Um, and, you know, he lost another assistant coach today to an assistant job at uh, Denton Braswell and Charles Hitchens, who is very well-respected and very well-regarded among the coaching community here in Central Texas. And so I think it's more uh, – when it comes to Midway, I'm curious on how the Panthers handle a little bit of coaching turnover. Not all not all of it in a bad way. You know, yeah. these guys got head coaching jobs in K-Ron at, at university and Tommy Allison – at what pro is it prosper walnut grove is that the name of the school which is he's correct coming out swinging too if you look at his schedule anna and gunner and yeah uh in this outlaw schedule in 2023 and so you know you have two coaches who got to move up and so i'm curious to see what happens there and uh, what it does for the panthers and you know they're doing spring ball this year for the first time since anderson got there got to hewitt and so i'm curious to see what happens um for the Panthers this fall uh, mm. and what and, and what comes from it. And, you know, maybe maybe you, you replace a good coach with a good coach and it just brings a fresh energy in. That wouldn't be the first time it's happened. How many times has a, a program in this area lost a really good assistant and picked up where they left off because they replaced that really good assistant with another really good assistant who's young, fresh perspective, fresh energy, can come and see things a little bit differently. Um, and, and I think that, I'm curious to see if that's what Midway is able to get from this coaching cycle. I love it. I like to wind you up and let you just hit these programs, and your knowledge of it is unlike anybody in in local television and really across the state. I like how you know the teams in the Metroplex as well, and you know that Kent Laster, who just left university, is the guy who hired that uh, that person at Denton Braswell, who hired the uh, made the hire uh, as you were talking about Hitchens. Boy, some of these names, by the way, bring back memories. Now, you're younger, so sometimes your memory kicks in a little faster than mine does. But like Chad President, like that name sends off all sorts of bells in my mind. Like I do remember the Tulsa part of this, but I also remember Chad President like either being recruited by Baylor or having some connection to Baylor at some point. But I kind of like it when you start throwing all these names off because in the recesses of my mind, I these people sound somewhat familiar to me, Curtis. You know, and it's amazing how small of a world it is. Like, uh, I didn't know Chad personally until he was at Rockwall Heath, right? And they were facing Temple in the second round at McLean Stadium. And, you know, Jessica Morey helped me set up an interview with him because she knows Chad. And so from when he was at Tulsa. And so it, it's funny to me, the way I know Chad president first is I officiated basketball with his dad and with his grandfather out of the uh, temple basketball chapter on <laughs> my days off. And so I remember showing up at a tournament uh, on a Thursday, I had Wednesdays and Thursdays off at the time. Uh, it was when Jessica was still at channel six and I show up and I'm doing tournament games in Holland. It's my second set on the day and Monto president, is doing the games after mine and uh he comes in i see him i'm like monto how are you dude and he goes gotta drive to freaking tulsa tomorrow i'm like what's wrong and he goes chad's having surgery he's done for the year i didn't know this so i text uh i text nick and jessica and i'm like hey i don't know if you guys 
care, but, you know, apparently Chad President is done for the year. He's having season-ending surgery tomorrow. And they're like, dude, you need to tweet that. I'm like, what? No, like, I just found out because I'm friends with his dad. And I looked at They're like, no, like, ask him. So, I, you know, I went out onto the court, did the second half of my last game, come back into the locker room. Like, Monto, it's up to you, man. Like, are you okay if I report that, that your kid is having surgery tomorrow? He goes, fine by me. I think everybody knows at this point. Apparently no one knew because my that tweet blew up and all I was doing, trying to do was what my coworkers told me to do. Um, and the next thing I know, you know, Kelly Hines, who uh, recently left the uh, Tulsa world, you know, quote tweets and can't confirm uh, Chad president will have a season ending injury. It was a bigger story than I thought, but so yeah. Chad president is like this huge figure to me. Uh, and when I, when I met him face to face after that, because, uh, you know, I interviewed him on zoom before that playoff game at, at McLean in 2020. Um, and, you know, when I met him face to face, he's just, Man, he uh, to steal a line from uh, from Stuart Scott. He's as cool as the other side of the pillow. He's just a dude. He 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 loves the coach. He loves football. He's an awesome. He's an awesome guy. Now, do you, by the way, do you uh, what did you think about this kid that committed to the Bears at quarterback? Uh, talking to Curtis Quillen, uh, Channel Six Sports Director on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Bennett is his last name. Uh, again, until they make it to campus, considering what happened with this last one, 2023 class, I don't get too over the top with this. They have they lost their 2022 quarterback. They lost their 2023. Um, but this young man, obviously, they offered him, and then he committed to the Bears immediately. Uh, have you been able to kind of profile or, or put together some thoughts on this Baylor quarterback, and how important in this portal world that we're in now, how important do you think it is to 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 land one of these high school quarterbacks? It's certainly different than it used to be. There's part of me that thinks, though, they need to get one of these kids to campus. They do need to get one of these kids to campus, and I'm going to start with your with your last question first because I'm kind of like you. I don't until they until they show up. On, on campus that I'm covering or that I'm cheering for, I'm not all that familiar with these guys. If they see something they like in him, they think he can run this offense, this wide zone offense. Um, and the reason that I don't really put a lot of time into watching you know, tape on these high school quarterbacks is it's a weird offense compared to what these kids are running in high school. A lot of these kids in the high school are running the spread, the power spread, and the air raid that are coming and playing college football none of those are the wide zone. So, you know, what, what tool sets do they have? I'm not a football. I'm not, I'm not, I couldn't even, I'm not, I'm one of those guys. I can't tell you what a cover one defense is, but I know enough to report on what's happening. That's why I don't coach football. I report it. And uh, it's, but for me to answer your last question on how important is it to recruit these high school guys in the portal era, Look, if you're running the spread or the power spread like Texas does or like, uh, you know, most of college football is running at this point, like TCU, schools like that, you can go get a good quarterback out of the portal who's pretty much going to know your offense right away. And the only thing that's going to be different is the verbiage that you use. But football's football at that point, to quote a lot of the NFL guys. Where that gets a little bit different is when you have one of these different offenses in the sport. You know, the option at – at, at, at if you have a school that's running the option, like let's say the Paul Johnson era Georgia Tech, 
because a service academy would be a really poor example for this conversation. You have to go get a guy and develop him in your system. You don't have a choice. And to me, is this the triple option? Absolutely not. It is a kind of a cross between the option, the RPO, and the spread, all kind of merged into one. But that is where I think you need quarterbacks who come in. You can take them under your wing, spend a year, two years, three years maybe, showing them this offense. Are you going to get three years now of a guy sitting on the bench learning an offense? Absolutely not. Not in, the, yeah. not in this day and age in the advent of the transfer portal. So you've got to be able to have a guy who understands, look, you're going to be on the bench a year, two years. It's going to be difficult, but we're going to teach you this offense. It's going to, it's going to be a little bit more similar to a pro-style offense than a traditional true spread offense or than a power spread offense is going to be, at least for you as a quarterback. And here's why we think you can run it, but you're going to have to learn that offense. Yeah, You're going to have to learn the RPO aspects of it. You're going to have to learn you know, the, the true spread offense of it. And you're going to have to be comfortable developing strength and developing precision to be able to throw it 65 yards down the field uh when we call for that and so i think it's critical to build to you know develop quarterbacks that you recruit out of high school you got to get one or two to campus you got to get them enrolled and they got to be stars for you in three years uh from their senior within three years of their senior year and I, yeah. it's not me saying that as a knock on Sean Bell. It's not me saying that as a knock on David Rand or Jeff Grimes. That's just where we're at in college football at this point. All right, good stuff. And uh, I do want to tell you, Oklahoma State, your alma mater, is off to, they have finished their round at Greyhawk the, uh, uh, in the 2023 uh, uh, Women's Championships in Scottsdale, Arizona. Oklahoma State in first place. Now, Again, their men always win national championships and have been great forever. Their women, obviously, are pretty good, too. So they're number one after finishing the round. The good news for the Bears, Baylor is now tied for third very early in their round. I'm way into, Curtis, if you haven't been able to tell yet, I'm way into golf. And uh, they, they, we got the PGA Championship going on right now. In fact, Victor Hovland, another guy from your alma mater, playing well in that. And Victor is a great guy and a guy that I root for uh, uh, heavily. I love the guy. But the Bears have two uh, players that are off to great starts in this. Uh, Rosie Belsham from uh, Great Britain and then Sarah Hasegawa. Uh, and, uh, and Sarah transferred into Baylor and has become the best player on the team. But the Bears are tied for third. So, uh, Curtis, you've got a lot on your plate right now, but I just wanted to bring that to your attention as well. I leave you with two words to describe my alma mater. Golf school, buddy. (laughs) Thank you, Mike Holder. Thank you, Mike Holder, for turning it into a – and by the way, thanks, Mike Holder, for firing Mike McGraw because Mike McGraw has become a great coach for the Bears – men's golf program and uh has become a great friend so i still don't quite understand that whole story but i will say that uh the bears are extremely fortunate that mike holder made that weird decision all those years ago and by the way uh, curtis 
that would not be the only weird decision Mike Holder's ever made. All right. I was about to say the exact same thing. There's a lot of people who have had a lot of questions about Mike Holder decisions in his time at Oklahoma State. And let's just let's just say when Chad Weiberg got promoted to the new athletic director role, there were a few people in a certain group chat that I might be in who were kind of happy about it. <laughs> yes, I I totally understand, but uh Holder was and is a legendary golf coach, and Absolutely. we'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. As a, as a full-on administrator, I'm not sure, but whatever. Uh, Curtis, always fun. Great catching up with you. Have a great evening, great weekend, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Great talking with you, Matt. We'll chat, we'll chat soon. All right, Curtis Quillen. He's the sports director at Channel 6, very knowledgeable, as you can tell, and that's why I like kind of dipping into things with him and going over a lot of stuff locally uh does a great job on all the sports and college as well uh college and high schools uh tremendous work by curtis okay it's